0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, or afternoon, wherever you wherever may be. you may
1: be. It could be good night, by the way, if you're watching a recording, especially. Well,
0: <laughs> it could be 24. We're in a 24-hour
1: cycle. <laughs> it could be in a whole nother time zone, a whole nother year. But we're going to take you to a whole new universe in today. The year 2525.
0: 25. That's not what we're doing. That's not our topic today.
1: Oh, hi. My name is Michelle Moroslaw. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm right Swanson. <laughs> we are Denman Pearls. We are business casual with pearls of wisdom from the porch. Yes. And we actually could have done it on the porch today because...
0: We could have because it's gorgeous outside. It is
1: lovely. It's just I have to carry all of my equipment there. That's not going to happen. No. But anyways, our, our topic today is... The leader of the band has died. And is right? Yep. Is that it? Do you know that song? And his eyes are growing old. Something like that. I'm just a living legacy for the leader of the band. Which in
0: itself is a very sad song. But it a is. very inspirational song it's at the a same time.
1: very inspirational and photobird, by the way. And so what brought us to this subject besides it's a beautiful song
0: It's a beautiful what did it bring us? Oh I know what it was. What It was leadership that we see today and when you you and I got to talking about leadership and leader leader of the band is about legacy. And what kind of legacy are you leaving? What kind of legacy has inspired you? And who are you? And who? What created you, um, the way that you are? That that brought you into this world and just keeps you moving. And I don't mean your parents necessarily.
1: No, and it's we are all a result of someone's legacy. Mm-hmm. Yes and multiple people's legacy. And people always think, you know, when I meet them, they do, I do, why do you wanna write a book? Or why do you wanna be on stage and talk? And they do, I wanna leave a legacy. Well, you know, breathing, you're leaving a legacy. Do you wanna leave a legacy for the world? Or you wanna leave a legacy for your family? You wanna leave, well, what do you want? And what we were talking about was, we are all a result of someone's legacy. And so I thought it'd be fun to just talk about, from a personal point of view,
0: I have to contradict it a little bit. Are you sure about that? And the reason why I say that is there's some people out there who are just their own person, plain and simple.
1: Yes. Let's see, here's my thing. You never know who you're affecting. You never know who is watching you. Well, I'm just
0: I'm at the very beginning of this part of it of, of who affected you. Maybe you've just deposed of everybody in your life and you are just who you are, plain and simple.
1: And being who you are authentically, you're affecting someone. I mean, you go into a grocery store. Someone saw you pick up uh, the grapes and someone saw you take a grape and pop it in your mouth. You just left uh, an impact on them in some way, shape, or form where they said, that's stealing. I would never, ever do that.
0: I want to take you back, though. I I want to take you back to the beginning of it of who affected us.
1: That's where I want to get to.
0: Because you're talking about who's affecting them, the next step. I'm liking it from, well, who affected us, who was an inspiration, who was...
1: Oh, yeah, we haven't gotten to that part yet. I was trying to explain the that even though you say you're not leaving a legacy of... Someone, oh, I didn't
0: say not leaving, but wasn't the, inspired by a legacy.
1: But you are an effect of someone's legacy. We all are. But what if we're not? We all are. How can that be? Hi, welcome to the United <laughs> States of America... <laughs> You were established on a country that was from immigrants who left all their other countries. You are a living legacy of someone else's. Thank you very much.
0: But I'm end of show.
1: Nice to meet you. Because we are here and we are we, using technology, we are affected by someone else's legacy. In this case, well, we're not using an iPhone, I'd say Steve Jobs, who invented the, uh, the, the Android. I have no idea. So basically, we are using other people's legacies. We are in a, we're in effect being affected by that. But now let's go on a more personal level, okay? Because that'll be more fun. <laughs> you, you don't want to get me on a on a Define soapbox.
0: Be personal. <laughs> Who
1: affected you? Who helped Brian become this jack of all trades, Brian?
0: Well, i I This goes back to it. Just instantly becomes that that comment of or that that topic of nature versus nurture. Yeah,
1: exactly. Just because of,
0: because of my, my background, uh, my adoption, the different things like that, how much I am like the person who I was not raised. And
1: by the way, if you want to be in a book, write him. If you have an adoption story, (laughs) I haven't
0: mentioned that in a while. Um, Being raised with the people that you're with, there's always going to be some kind of, I think there's going to be something that has affected
1: you in some way, shape or form. Your own town Um, has invented the town you were raised in affected you.
0: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it takes a village, right? Okay, go <laughs> on. Sorry. <laughs> Which is actually, I mean, we, we say fun and we're, we're, we say that in a kind of a funny manner. It takes a village because it was made famous by somebody. But it really is a true statement. Everybody around us, whether it's the kid, the, the teachers, the kids that you went to school with, uh, your coaches, your whatever. Everybody rubs off on everybody in some way, shape or form. You may take something and you use it. So you may take something and throw it away because you didn't like the way that it went down. But
1: you learned from it.
0: Right. And it, that's also based on everybody else that's in your life and all of the decisions that are. So, who affected you? Your brain. Huh? Who, who, who? Well, I think by nature versus, well, nature and nurture in this case, um, I think my parents did. But on the other side of it, I can remember back to certain teachers that I mean we I had one teacher in the fourth grade Daniel C. los I'll never Mr. Daniel C. los I'll never forget it because it was on a plaque on his on his desk. He was an awesome individual and he, I always looked up to him throughout the years. He's one I was telling you at one time was a I thought had left to go be a popcorn farmer. Found out that wasn't a true statement, but he's a principal and he I mean as far as I know currently he's still a principal or a superintendent or something like that. Um Mrs. Fettersfield, my third grade teacher, I think it was, or sixth grade, something like fifth grade, sixth grade. Anyhow, taught me everything I know about English. All those little intricacies the is, are, was, where's, has been, been, you know, all that kind of stuff. Did she miss the S's? She forgot to put S on miles. <laughs> but other than that,
1: <laughs> Brian is notorious for saying, I went 20 mile Miles.
0: That's just an accent. I That's know. all that is.
1: Okay.
0: You know, it, i i don't write it that way Mm -hmm. i just say it that way but yeah she she inspired me all the way up through college um even beyond college with the the written word you know now granted i'm pretty lazy about speaking it sometimes but she was an influence within within the english language she got me my first class in college here's a test let's see where you guys stand and I aced it and everybody else was getting 60% or something. <laughs> and I actually had a chance to tell her that I actually Good. spoke to her. And I, I honestly, I don't know if she's still around today um, because it has been quite a few years. But I actually had a chance probably about 20 years ago to actually say thank you to her. And that that That's itself was cool. That's awesome. You know, so um, I always talk about Prince. Prince was one of my big influences. Um not necessarily guiding me necessarily in the right direction as like a father figure or no, anything, but inspiring. but inspiring by the music and getting me through the tough times that I had as a kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, 1999, you never listened to it, really listen to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and see, I would think my very first teacher I remember who had a huge impact on me was Miss Valenzuela. And I remember her hair went. her calves. I mean, her hair was super long. Crystal Gale. Yeah, like Crystal Gale. Long, black, beautiful hair. And um, she was just so elegant. But I remember in, I think it was second grade, and you're going to laugh about why she is a legacy influence on me. She taught me how to sing Filipino songs.
0: Oh, goodness. Somebody who can't speak Filipino.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but we used to sing. We used to sing, and we we would act them out. And I was always intrigued by that and she was just so cool. I remember that part. I just remember it's music and Tagalog music. And then um, my next one, teachers, if we're staying with teachers, um, Mr. Cabret, he was a band teacher and he, that wasn't until high school, middle school, high school. And he was just happy. He loved his job and I loved watching him because you know, he was very stroked with the music. He would, you know, on the beat, you know, come on, everybody, where are you listening to the rest of the band? Listen to the people next to you. And he would get really firm about it. But when we hit it, he would do, ah, and his eyes would twinkle. And he'd do, yes. Yeah. And he would be orchestrated, like, oh my gosh, they've got it. You remember how middle school bands are, We you do, ah, <laughs> you're like, what are they playing? Where did you
0: practice that?
1: In When you first know that and- sound
0: you just made, where did you practice it? That? that was good. <laughs>
1: I didn't practice it. When you're in band and you're in like learning instruments and you've got French horns who, yeah, that's a C. And you know, that kind of thing. But he Sounds was like a donkey. But he was orchestrating a band of brand new players. And he got us to not only learn our parts, but then play together and to watch the magic happen in the room where we all played in our heads and not listening to anyone else how disruptive and how disjointed the sound was, but when he taught us how to learn to listen to the person to our right and to our left, and then once we learned how to hear them, we could hear the rest of the band, we played as a troop. Now, that's a huge thing for me in my world now, because what I learned from Mr. Cabret in middle school, high school, in a band, as I'm learning how to play clarinet, was that It's not about you in your head. You have to listen to the people around you to harmonize. And so I kind of do that in everything I do now. And then the next teacher, of course, is, well, no, he was a principal. Mr. Palomares, he knew every student in that school, every student in in the school. And he would walk by and he'd say hi to everyone. He'd stop and ask him. And I remember thinking, when I am a grown up. I wanna be that kind of person. I wanna be like Mr. Cabret, who was just firm, but lovely. Miss Valenzuela, a musical just, she was like a walking angel to me. Um, Mr. Palomar just very friendly and he knew people by name and he actually looked at you in your eyes, which was rare when you're a kid and grownups are walking by. And then my next two huge teachers, My mother in law, Mary Moross, she was my math teacher for a little bit my freshman, sophomore year of high school because she is a lot of me. I.
0: Well, uh, you wrote a book.
1: I I wrote a whole book about her her, and I did my TED talk about her. (laughs) She was huge in my life um, because she helped me realize that being a woman, I could be smart, I could be classy, and I could be musical, I could be what I wanted to be. And that was her whole thing was stop apologizing, stand up. What do you want? Get firm on that. She's the one who taught me the, the three things I taught in my TED Talk. You have to have a plan, but be flexible on how to get there. Eat dessert first because life's too short and you're going to really wish you had that cake at the end. And the dessert really was um, she just cake at the beginning because you get full and then you can't eat the dessert. And that's what you really wanted. So eat it first. Um, but she talked about that as in life enjoy the little things like I love just sitting here and drinking coffee with this guy. I mean, honestly, that's how pot this podcast happened, because because he- they have such a lovely smile. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> the dessert in life is enjoying things like just hanging out with a friend and talking or in our case singing. He's learning unforgettable by a uh, Cole and analytical because it's something I love to do. And then the third thing my mother-in-law words. taught me was um, the differences between a rut and a grave are the dimensions. If you want something different, you must step out of your comfort zone a little bit every time so that you can get something different. So I taught, she is my lesson from TEDx, it's her. And then my final teacher, oh, that's a tough one. Cause you went down the teacher round. Um,
0: I think we're influenced by a lot of people within the universe. Oh no,
1: no, we you just know. went on teachers. So, yeah. but teachers were huge for me because I love education, I love learning. Mrs. Timius in second grade, she was the one who tested me and found that that I wasn't supposed to be in special ed. I was in special that ed. That you're not normal? Yeah, I was in special ed because I was having difficulty um, reading and stuff like that, and math. And what we found out was one, it was teacher bias, another teacher's bias. But two, I needed glasses and I couldn't see the board but she tested me and found out that I was reading and writing and doing math in a college and above level. And in regular class, they didn't know it. They thought I needed to be in special ed.
0: Well, they thought I was a monstrosity as far as you know, always running my mouth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But honestly, it was boredom. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they finally figured, I mean, nobody, I don't think ever (laughs) just, nobody ever diagnosed me with boredom. But (laughs) That's pretty much what it was because I learned things. I learned things so quickly Mm -hmm. that it's like, okay, you've told me that five times I'm done. Yeah. You know, I, my geometry class, I remember sitting in geometry class with my head like this on the back chair with the curtain of the window over my face. (laughs) And I passed that class with a B. You know, I did he still my, does that kind of stuff. I, I did my homework on the bus. I he, mean, I, the,
1: he checks out when he's when he gets bored because that's why he, he's. I call him a jack of all trades because he's constantly doing something because he'll finish it and do. Okay, what's next? You still do it. Oh yeah. Okay, what's next?
0: Oh yeah. Or I sit there and I twiddle my thumbs and I find something else to do. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the detriment of um, our childhood usually is what you're gifted at as an adult. With me, it was um, she talks too much right well, my, my
0: dad that, the my dad Jim that raised me um he he was he was not uh, yeah, I can say an inspiration I mean if we look back at it but he also taught me the ins and outs of you know you if you're 15 minute or I mean if you're on time you're late kind of thing you should always be at least 15 minutes early he was always an hour early to work in the morning um or whatever shift he was on he taught me responsibilities.
1: Oh, I just remembered another teacher that was huge. Dr. Johnson, seventh grade, social studies. She walked in the march with Martin Luther King Jr. And she showed us pictures of her in the lineup. She's like number four next to him Really? in that huge march. I can't remember the name of the march. And then she played the I Have a Dream. Yeah, she played the I Have a Dream speech from Martin Luther King Jr., And I remember looking, watching that video and crying and said, when I grow up, I want to be able to move people like he can move people with his words. And I had forgotten that for many, many years.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting. You brought up a quote a little bit ago, um, the one that you always bring up, of course, um, the difference between Rut and and Grave. Grave. One of my big quotes was, and it still is to this day, and it it still plays a part in life. Is keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars Casey Kasem exactly what do you think I listened to a lot as a kid music American top 40 <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's always insp- that was that is one of my quotes that I love and the other one which I think really it points to my way of thinking and my way of doing things Henry David Thoreau simplicity 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 I think those two quotes are 100% me. Things have, of course, I can make things complicated, but simplicity, it means get it done, do it right, move on. And uh, keep your feet on the ground, keep reaching for the stars, just means just
1: keep looking forward. Keep so, what did this say about me? Because the thing I remember the most from my childhood that I would watch over and over again. 1, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Do you remember? You got me on that one. One two three four five. It was on Electric Company, I believe, and it was a pinball machine. And the It would start with someone pulling the back, and it was a cartoon, no. pulling the-, the pin, and it would hit the ball, just whoop, and it would bounce around the pinball. And as it would hit the numbers, we do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12. I'm very visual. Can you tell me? And what does this
0: have to do with legacy? Go ahead, turn it. Let's go. Let's see how this goes.
1: <laughs> the pinball song, how it goes to legacy is someone wrote that song thinking they just made a child song just to help them count to 10. And what it helped me realize is that serious stuff doesn't have to be serious. We could have fun.
0: This is true. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, it, it <laughs> also lets you forget a lot of the bad things.
1: And uh, yeah, there were a lot of bad things going on. So I was always in music. So just like you, but I was always listening to things like, the hills are alive Oh no, with the sound of music. Musicals were not my I thing. I love musicals. Yeah. And, and I don't Elvis like, Presley.
0: Well, no, I can't say that. I did like musicals. Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of times that, I saw those and was like, this is so cool. Um, what's what's the one? Music man with a slide trombone.
1: Yeah, we've got <laughs> trouble right here in Nervous City. Oh, that's my yes. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> right here. Yes, I love the music man.
0: It starts with
1: P and that rides with poop.
0: <laughs> when it was trouble. terrible to bring a pool table into the community.
1: Or like. Well, hello, Dolly. Well, hello, Dolly. I didn't get into hello, Dolly. I liked hello, Dolly because we did it as a performance in high school.
0: So all of this stuff is influence.
1: Everything is influence. But is it legacy? It's not necessarily legacy, but it's the music legacy. behind it. The, the The things that they did are their legacy that we fed on. It was their legacy that they, we right. went on. So like all of our teachers that are out there, all you teachers out there, kudos to you. Thank you for doing what you do because you have no idea how you are affecting the lives of our future. And well, the I, funny part
0: is, is even if you're a terrible teacher, you're, you're still inspiring somebody. somebody.
1: Yes, so don't be a terrible teacher, but you are still inspiring <laughs> someone. And because I remember my, oh my gosh, I had a teacher while I was in his class. I hated his class. Oh, my gosh, it was the class I dreaded going into. So, Mr. Crow, if you're still out there, actually, I think he passed already. He was my physics teacher. That would be
0: ironic if he popped up on the thing. I know.
1: But uh, (laughs) I hated his class. But when I got to college, so I hated his class because he would just let us do what we do. He would say what it was going to do, and then he would say, go do it. And it was freaked me out because this is physics. You need to tell us what we're doing. I don't know. I remember panicking about it. And I remember thinking, this man makes everything so hard. And then when I got to college and I was in engineering, you got the syllabus. No one told you when homework was due. It was just there. Mm-hmm. And I had to do it. And so I ran into him, I think after, I think it was like our 10th year high school reunion. I ran into him at, a, at like a village in a or whatever. And I, leaned, I looked over, I said, Mr. Crow? He said, yes. Now... What's funny about Mr. Crow is who's the guy that you like with the dark glasses, Roy Orbison? Orbison? He always reminded me of Roy. And because um, he always had jet black hair. He always wore kind of like a cowboy outfit. And he was just kind of rugged looking cowboy dude. And um, he is, yes. And I said, no. I want to thank you because you're the one teacher that truly taught me what college was going to be like. And as an engineering student, being able to pass your class helped me survive all of my engineering courses so in the moment i didn't like him but well, let me I me ask you what was did.
0: his response
1: he said um something like that's what was that was the intent right yeah well the reason
0: why i asked that is a lot of times it's really hard i mean it's hard enough to give somebody a compliment sometimes mm-hmm. and it's hard enough to say you know you really inspired my life and you really molded some of my ideas and stuff like that but i also i've heard it before and for me, it's a hard reaction of you're welcome. No, yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I meant.
1: Well, my answer, my answer <laughs> it's usually like, what, is this. What was his response? His response was that was intended, it, that was the intent. And but we were also in like an AP physics class, so we were already in the advanced class, so right? He basically was teaching us at a college level, right? So he taught us at a college level. It was like, holy smokes! And he had the best smile. And I remember. When he because during class, you never saw him smile. He always looked so angry, but he smiled and I'm like, oh, my God, he's human. <laughs> but it, it's just he was a really he was a tough teacher, but he was a cool teacher.
0: All right. We're done to the last few minutes. Let's go to the oh. other end of it. Who are we? Who are we? Who do we think we're inspiring? I mean, I know, you know, because you just got told last night. Yeah. So who are we inspiring?
1: Anyone that's watching and listening right now, or not? Or
0: who are we leaving a legacy to?
1: Or definitely, hopefully, our children.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. you gonna give some of what you were told last night? I mean, that was mm-hmm. amazing. Nope. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, just a snippet. Just a snippet is, um, <laughs> I'm. If you can't tell, I'm a pretty strict mom. I, I, I'm not a coddling mom, and my children um one of them told me thank you for being so strict thank you for making me learn how to clean a house and wash dishes thank you for giving instilling in me you know even though i'm afraid go do it anyways the worst that's going to happen you're going to fall the best thing that's going to happen is i'll pick you up mm-hmm. and then put you back on track <laughs> and i was saying, you're a little off
0: the rails here we are. <laughs> yeah, <up. laughs>
1: yeah you fell but okay here here's, here's a little push but i'm not one to um Completely rescue you. So let's say someone says, "I just paid, spent all my paycheck. I have no money. I'm gonna die." Oh, really? <laughs> so, um you know, do you have a potato? <laughs> Cut it up. You're gonna eat it for a couple of days. You know, or go find another job. I, I don't say, "Well, here's a couple hundred dollars. Go take care of that." Right. I don't do that. I help them find another way. And my compliment was, "Thank you for making me see that they, I must find my way." Mm-hmm. And that is a huge legacy piece for a parent to hear because you think, man, am I being too rough on them? I mean, maybe, maybe I should coddle them a little bit more. And you do what? Nope. Job done. I did it. Right. Well, that, that was
0: one thing. I mean, I, I, <laughs> with my kids, I know I've torqued them off many, many times as we all, as parents do, but I was always a realist. I was always somebody that that gave them the way that it is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I mean I specifically think of my daughter and and she's like well that's not right that hurt my feelings I'm sorry but that's the way life is That's
1: the facts Jack
0: And I think I I mean I don't I I've never been told by my daughter how inspiring I am
1: I <laughs> maybe never will
0: but but What?
1: He's never been told how inspiring he is to his daughter. <laughs> you know what this is? <laughs> what is it
0: it's it's my daughter ring
1: Uh uh-huh and who got it for you (laughs) my daughter and what is she what did she put in it oh you don't have to say it well it's not a big deal okay
0: utm plus pf equals storks. that's love In other words, I always nicknamed her her nickname when when she was little, was uglier than me. (laughs) And when I actually gave her that nickname one time, I said something to her just inadvertently, and that's how it started. And within a millisecond, she fired back, well, nothing pig fat. And I'm like, that's the PF. Where did you come? Yeah, the PF is pig fat. Where did you come up with that? And then she got the ring made up, and I've been wearing it ever since you bought it for me so for Christmas.
1: So what's amazing about, about their relationship is it's hilarious because they are they are the same, almost the same person. And she's really good at, at she's so sharp that she's really good at firing back. So they have this great mm-hmm. Ping-pong battle that goes on around them, but they're doing it while they're smiling and it's just the it's really cute So she's never said anything, but she's giving him a memento (laughs) that he never forgets So So, his wife is on one hand his daughter's on the other hand. Thank you very much
0: So but what I was saying is the fact that I gave it to her straight
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mom was always the one that like you said was the opposite one who did some coddling and things of that nature They 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 do need coddling though.
1: They need coddling too, right?
0: But I was the one that just, this is a fact of life. And this is the way that it works. If you don't like it, well, make it change. Do
1: something. you know. one of my bad parenting moments. I think it's a bad parenting moment. My husband's an aquatic biologist by degree. And we have this huge fish tank. And our kids were little. And we had all these fish flying, going around. Well, one of them was giving birth. Cool, and the the live babies were coming out of the fish, and as they were coming out, the angel, the giant angel we had in the fish tank <laughs> was eating each fish as they were coming out of the other fish, and my my one daughter is like, Oh, it's eating all the babies, and my 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 son's looking at it doing, Wow, I didn't know they came out live like that. And I was standing in the back behind them doing the circle of life. <laughs> <I'm not
0: kidding. laughs>
1: and then my husband, who's the technical one, was explaining, you know, that's the cycle of life. And, you know, this is what happens. And there'll be a few that will actually survive, that will make it away while one's being eaten. Make it away. It's kind of what they do is a couple of them get sacrificed so the other ones can get all away. All
0: I can think of is the statement we made here a few episodes ago. What? It's all in the numbers. You can't be the numbers, and numbers can't be you. I mean they fit animal the animal kingdom has multi yeah for the purpose of survival.
1: Yeah, you gotta think that little fish was given put out like a, a hundred two hundred babies. And three survived. And maybe two survived.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. To move on with the circle of life.
1: Because if they all lived in there, the the whole tank would have filled up. They would die. They would have none. I mean, all these things. It's just what it is. No,
0: I mean, look at goldfish, starfish. Well, not necessarily goldfish, but starfish. Um, Anything like that. I mean, even if we look at pigs and whatever who have litters, dogs, cats, they have litters. Mm -hmm. You know,
1: whatever you want to call His dog still hates me for her litter. <laughs> That's a whole other yeah. But anyways, so anyhow, we're at the end. Oh, uh, can we make it a little longer? Why? Because we have so much more to talk about. You do. There are so many people. Well, basically, <laughs> there are so many people that have left a legacy that we all thrive upon, um have benefited from. Whatever it is, we've we're all living in someone else's legacy, mm. and. What I'd like to leave with all of you, and all of you, you're sitting next to me, is think about...
0: Doesn't mean I'm listening, but...
1: Think <laughs> about not what legacy I'm going to leave. I mean, people do that when they want to write books so they can leave their, their mark in the world in some way, shape, or form.
0: Or their headstone.
1: Or their headstone. But the thing is, is if you don't want to go that far with your legacy, the way you live your life is a legacy. One day, you're going to pass away, <laughs> surprise, You're going to pass away. Why did you let us know that? I know. I'm sorry. And people are going to be at your funeral. And people are going to talk about you and what they loved about you and how you affected them in some way, shape, or form. That's your legacy. So don't think because you didn't write a book or you weren't in a movie or didn't dance in some big ballet, whatever you thought you wanted to do and you haven't done it yet. Yet. See, I said yet. Your legacy is how you interact with people also. So make it good interactions. Make them happy interactions. Go have coffee and tea with your friend. Even when he isn't your friend, he becomes your friend.
0: Which you, is, you which is
1: friend. a new dynamic.
0: Oh, my gosh. You just totally took it in a whole other direction, but it's exactly the same. What? What movie, what was probably one of the movies of the 80s that <coughs> totally inspired you that talks about what you just said? I'm letting everybody go. Tick, 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 tick. Breakfast Club.
1: Oh my god! They all
0: got thrown into the same room to become friends from each of their own dynamics. Dynamics, yes.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah,
0: that was a very influential. That and Sixteen Candles, but there was a whole bunch of others. But Breakfast Club, yeah.
1: Breakfast Club, go watch that, and you'll realize how we all affect each other in some way.
0: Well, it's not only affecting each other, but it's also learning to live with each other and, and, and liking each other for Through our differences. That, yes, that, that we don't even know about. So
1: if you don't know about the Breakfast Club, they put they're all in uh morning detention at school and they're all there for <laughs> different reasons. There's like isn't it
0: like Saturday morning or yeah, something? Yeah, it's a Saturday yeah.
1: morning, they're all ticked off, but there's like the stoner, the 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 cheerleader, the the jock. The jock. I mean, they're the from nerd. all the different aspects of school. And they're all put together, and at the end, they end up becoming—spoiler alert—really good friends. And then they all go off in their own world, understanding where the, each one comes mm-hmm. from. And it's a beautiful movie. So yeah, Breakfast Club. Yeah, we'll it's a it.
0: great teen movie.
1: It's a great teen movie, but it's but like, now oh, if you
0: look back at it and watch it, it, you'll analyze it a little bit differently.
1: And it's how we should learn how to live amongst all of our differences. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't ever want to be Brian. Brian does not want to be me, but no, I respect I Brian for the way he is and who he is, <laughs> and I I respect his intellect and what he can do and what he is as a person. Do I say <laughs> I want him to be like me? No. I don't want him to be like me because if he was like me, I, he would make me he would make me crazy. I already do, but... He already does in a different <laughs> way. But that's the whole thing is <laughs> Understanding, learning, and knowing to love and care for someone without changing them. That's magic. Mm. So we have come to the leader of the band has died, right? Mm-hmm. And his eyes have grown old. Yep. I'm just a Anything living legacy like
0: for the leader <laughs> of the band. As you notice, I don't sing.
1: Well, that's too low for me much. to say. So leader of the band, you're somebody's leader. You just don't realize it yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Somebody was your leader and you're somebody's leader.
1: Yeah. So go be the best leader you can be every day, unapologetically.
0: Oh, that was sweet how you rolled that in there. Yes.
1: My name is Dr. Chimbarats <laughs> and you are?
0: <laughs> Brian Swanson. We are
1: Denim and Pearls. We are business casual. With pearls of wisdom. From the porch. Take care, everybody.
0: Peace. Oh. Oh, don't forget the piece. peace. Peace. Yeah, look. Where? Where? Oh, look at that. You're right between my fingers. Oh. (laughs)